are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I almost said I'm John Schuster. You're John Schuster. Yeah, I've heard that rumor, yes. Yes, yes, it is. But there's only one John K. Schuster, <laughs> and I'm right. looking right at him. Yeah, you are. I am merely Mike Luke. Yeah, it's only one merely Mike Luke, who is so much more marvelous and magnificent than he lets himself That That is a great point. That say. is a great point. But you know what? Modesty is a... Uh, yeah, modest Mike Luke. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you work with people that aren't necessarily uh-huh. modest. Especially you know, in this industry. In this industry, for sure. You know what? But we're here. All right. So... Looking at this, looking at the Arizona BYU game, I think that there was. If you watched the, if you watched Fish, if you watched Don Brown, if you watched the coaching staff when they showed it. Oh, by the way, how in the world are we in primetime television on ESPN and we can't get good angles on replays? And on top of that, it's fuzzy. I know I just went totally sideways. But you're on right. That, but it was insane. Mm-hmm. What, what yeah, is, the lack of definition is what inexcusable. What's going on here? It looked like a 1996, mm-hmm. like. And I know that there are a lot of games in the first don't weekend of college the football. Okay, and but ultimately, you're right. It's indefensible. Uh, you know what it is you're required to do. How you don't have shots on the end zone. And then, and then what amounts to being barely better than standard death beyond that on your replays is, yeah, is just poor form. It's not like Las Vegas doesn't have good cameras. Well, I was going to say, you're in Allegiant Stadium. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh-huh. isn't this supposed to be a state-of-the-art right. situation yeah. here? And it looks like something like, I know we always talk about it. Was it KTTU that was Channel 2? Uh, that's close. I don't, I don't know. Right. I'm drawing a blank. You know, with, with, yeah. but uh-huh. with uh, Dave Sitton and Bruce Larson calling the football games, which <laughs> right. always correct me when they brought the coach in. Talk. Football. The basketball yeah. coach to yes, break down the football yes, game. Yes, uh-huh. yes, exactly. But it looked like something like that. And so I have no clue. Every time there would be a replay, you and I would say, uh, I think it should be overturned, yeah. but you can't because I can't yeah. see anything. Yeah, there. that was just dreadful. Mm-hmm. And and they were, you know, they got the, based on the information they had available, I can't even say they got the call right because I thought the BYU touchdown, the guy was out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And I thought, thought there was enough to suggest that that was the case. But apparently, it, it, it their angle, was, well, yes, apparently their angle wasn't even as good right. there to be able to turn that over. So I, the, the, if we're going to tangentiate uh, for a couple minutes, the video replay system is disastrous. It really is. In college is. football. God. This, is, this, this isn't difficult to rectify. This, no, you have 30 isn't. seconds, period. Mm-hmm. Right. You get a call down. This is not and that why, complicated. And why does the ref on the field have to do it? He doesn't it? have to. Do it, in, do it exactly. in New York City. Just like the NHL does. To some, Major League Baseball has its own issues, but Major League Baseball does the same thing. There's somebody back with a monitor of TVs, and in conference games, even if that means you're on-site and in-stadium, you buzz the referee, we're going to look at the play. The referee tells the crowd, we're going to look at the play, and then they wait there for 30 seconds. You're right. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. That's it. They look at the they look at the video. If they can tell something in 30 seconds, and you can fluctuate this a little bit, but you're not fluctuating this for four minutes. Well, and okay. that's the thing. Too. And, and then they'll bring in, minutes, and then they bring in another guy yeah. who looks. You know what always cracks me up is when they bring in. They have the one lead official look at it. Then he calls in somebody else to look at it. Then he goes back in and looks at it again, yeah. like he doesn't know what he's looking at. Then another guy comes in. It's like no. You've got to streamline this. And then they go back and try to figure out how much time is on the clock. And where the ball and what should. The, 
You've got referees on the field. You do that. Yes. That's your up in the booth. They're responsible for looking at the play again. Get it done in thirty seconds. Streamline it. It's and embarrassing. It, and it seems like we're college football does. And it this. seems like we're talking about this year in and year, year out, in and, year and out. nothing happens. Yeah. They're too busy worried about making sure there aren't kick returns in football games, right. as opposed to getting something like this right, which completely, from a fan standpoint, brings the oh. game to a screeching halt. How many times did I get up to feed Bruno during those times? I mean, you watched. Mm-hmm. Bruno didn't think nearly enough. <laughs> Bruno didn't think nearly enough. That's <laughs> so, we, so, so, so Bruno is the only animate object in this room right now right. who's in favor of more video replay. Bruno likes video replay. Because, <laughs> and he likes U of A football games because John Schuster uh, comes over to watch, and that means that Bruno Luke is going to be over, and that means happy Bruno Luke. All right. Now, let's talk. We're about four and a half minutes in. Let's talk a little bit about what we saw on the field. You know what I liked, though, about this team? I was talking with a guy, and he was telling me, he said, oh, it's still same boring U of A football. I think that's right, and I think that's wrong. I think, first of all, yes. If you look at it, yes, you scored 16 points. I get it. You know what? But there was still an energy behind the performance there. And I, I hate to keep going back to it, but it looked like this team was all in trying to win. And yes. You shouldn't have to get... That's like telling somebody, well, you know what? I did a great job not beating your wife this week. Yes, you should always come with energy. But you know what? We've seen a lot. We've seen in college football, especially at the U of A, there are a lot of teams that don't come with energy. So, Fish, I think that was a big part of that. And I think... What do you, what do you think? Oh, I think that's... I think what would you're you suggest that I'm right? Uh, yes. Uh, and, uh, and in doing so, I would suggest that the person who said that to you should watch Arizona football longer. Mm-hmm. The reason that Arizona football is quote-unquote same old boring Arizona football is because talent isn't any right. good. Like what's Fish of... supposed to do? You know what? I'm going to go five wide yeah. here and look to spread the field. Right. You know, anybody who watched that game? Knows that Arizona doesn't have five receivers. Yes. You don't uh, have five receivers. You probably don't have a quarterback that's capable of doing that. Other than that, yeah, go ahead. There was not, nothing there that said... So, I mean, we... We've grown up with a few football coaches at Arizona. Arizona has its frustrating uh, reputation of being bad on offense. It's not a reputation it deserves. That reputation was cultivated by Tomey. That was about a six-year window with Tomey where it was just ridiculously bad. Yes. And Mike Stoops. Mm -hmm. Stoops was a very conservative defense-first coach. Okay? Rich Rod clearly wasn't. Frankly, Makovic wasn't. Right. You know? Um... Someone wasn't right. None of those guys. All, all of those guys wanted to run some variation of an off uh, of an up tempo offense. Fish clearly wants to run an up tempo offense. And what I liked in it is that they made adjustments throughout the course of the game and managed to move the football a little bit. Their numbers at the end, from an overall offensive statistical standpoint, their yardage is pretty mm-hmm. good. It's sur- sure. surprisingly For pretty sure. good. They're just not going to be able to score a lot of points on a consistent basis this year because the talent isn't there. Mm-hmm. Every Pretty much every team across from them has better players than Arizona does. Mm-hmm. So expecting Arizona to go out and just put up points, ran, you want, it, it's great to say, you know what I think we ought to do? We ought to just run a flea flicker all the time. Every play should be I a flea flicker. Although it, it, I, mean, like, I love it, when Arizona re- tried to run the flea like, flicker, though, and by the time the quarterback was looking to pitch it back, yeah. he already had two guys buried It's a disaster. It. That sort of right. thing, that, that sort of thinking is a disaster. Right. And But I think, generally speaking, Carroll, the offensive coordinator, and Fish have a vision as to what... And folks, 
You've listened to our podcast enough to know that this is not a U of A football apologist podcast. No, not at okay? all. Right. So, when we're saying that we think that there's a vision that the coach has with an opportunity to open things up, if you look at what they're trying to do and you're a recruit, you might be willing to give, especially at a skill position, you might be willing to give Arizona a lot longer look than you did before. And defensively, they're not boring either. Mm-mm. No, not at how all. Many you could tell, how I, many different spots on the field did Brown send a play? I thought, well, let's, you know what? Let's, let's talk about that on the second other side because I like that point. And you know what else I like? RockAuto.com. Now, a lot of people flew up to Las Vegas, but you know what? They might have flown up to Las Vegas because they didn't have the peace of mind with their car about rockauto.com. Did you happen to see uh, that I uh, sent you the, uh, that I emailed you the rockauto.com newsletter? You know, so I know you're getting on board here. Yes. Um, there are way, okay, you go to your brick and mortar uh, auto parts store. You know where they are. They're not being, you know, there's, there's convenience. They're reasonably close, but they might not have the part. You don't know going in if they have the part. You go to rockauto.com, and instead, you say, boy, I wonder if Rock Auto has the part. The answer will almost certainly be yes, and above that, they'll be able to send it to you. You'll be able to pay online, get the part delivered to you, and then, depending on how you prefer to approach it, uh, if you're a DIY person, you can put it in yourself. If you know a mechanic, the mechanic can put it in for you. You get the part through rockauto.com, and uh, you're good good to go. The convenience is definitely there. and (laughs) Def, 100 as the youngins like to say. And or, or a buddy of ours. <laughs> the part availability is there. The delivery is there. The convenience is there. Why, why would you go anywhere else other than rockauto.com? Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. All right, Don Brown, it's time to get your... He came in with the uh, the uh, imp- uh, the impression. He came in with the reputation of being called Dr. Blitz, which is kind of corny. I mean, a lot of people like it. I don't know. It's to me, it's kind of lame. But whatever. You're a doctor. Wouldn't you like to be called Doctor Blitz? That is a good it, point. Really, are you that envious? That is a great point. You know <laughs> I what? think you're maybe, envious. Maybe that entire time, I'm just thinking uh, to myself, man, I wish I had that name. Yeah. I went. I went through the process of getting an advanced degree. And you know what? And I didn't put. I didn't get the Blitz title. I didn't in get there. the Blitz that title. That's a great point. I'm not sure. Doctor Blitz is actually a legitimate doctor. I would, I would doubt he is. And I doubt he is. But you know who in this conversation is? You. Tell And you. you're not Dr. Blitz. And, I'm not and Dr. that's got to irritate and, the crap and, out of And that of bothers you. me. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. does. Now, let me ask you this. When you watch Dr. Blitz mm-hmm. out there, it definitely felt different. It felt schematically like, you know what? He brought a lot of different looks. They only got to the quarterback once. But let's be honest here. You're going against an offensive line that was just probably a lot bigger and more physical than you were. But it Let's looked... be honest about something else. Arizona had two sacks last year. Mm-hmm. In six games. Yeah. Yes, exactly. This felt much different than the Marcel Yates type, uh, the Jeff Castile type uh, defenses that we've become accustomed to here. I like what I saw. I just don't know that he necessarily has the talent. But I think this is going to be a dogged unit all season. They're going to be a cat-like unit, mm-hmm. and we have cat-like I reflexes. I set you up for the latest, really, right? Well, you know, you want to be Doctor Blitz, and I know now that you're kind of off your <laughs> right. game. But yeah, I think, you know, hey, they held BYU to 24 points. Mm. Now BYU may have been stupid 
to have some of that occur. But by the same token, it was still at the end of the game, it was still 24 points, and the overall yardage was in favor of Arizona. So I think uh, Arizona's defense, which was clearly a surprise. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how well they do once teams have a little bit more video throughout the course of the year against how, what, what Arizona's tendencies are. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of understandably mystery coming into this game. But yeah, I liked what I saw too, and I think fans should as well. And it's the same thing. It looks like you're going to be aggressive on defense. Looks like you're going to be aggressive on offense. If you're a player, it's reason to believe maybe that's something. One, if you're at the Arizona, you can sell playing time. Two, you can sell a good coaching atmosphere. People like the school. You know what I, you know what I noticed? And you've got, you, you've got guys who have, like, Fish has been around. Well, Fish has been everywhere in football, so by <laughs> proxy. Has been, right. So so by proxy, he's connected he's to never, the NFL. Anywhere he goes, he's never a fish out of water. Yeah, he certainly isn't a span. And if that and, and and if that deep pool is the NFL, then as a high school recruit, say, eh, might be kind of interesting. And you get playing time. Mm-hmm. The potential for playing time straight out of the gate. So if you're selling aggression on the offensive end, aggression on the defensive end, recruits might be really interested in that approach. We'll see uh how effective Arizona is, maybe by year three, that's when you can start to tell yeah, sure. exactly what's I've going on. Yeah, uh, but right now, I mean, based on game one, what they're trying to do appears to be a potentially attractive brand of football. Mm-hmm. It, you know what it felt like? It felt like a coaching staff with nothing to lose, in, in, in a good way. I mean, Brown was bring, Brown was leaving his guys open, you know, and BYU had some big plays. We do need to, you know, I talked about how a lot of these drives had to be long, but BYU did have some big plays, and that was probably because of some of the exposure, because of bringing looks from different places. But the third down play that BYU scored for a touchdown yes. is probably the is probably the is one of the five plays of the game for sure, no doubt. Now, so, and that but, was where defensively Arizona got beat. Yeah, but. I'd much rather go down like that. Mm-hmm. The thing that was so annoying about U of A football was when in the last four or five years when they would go with this soft cushion where we essentially give you 10-yard receptions each time on the sideline and then hope that maybe you start to drop some of these passes. And then lo and behold, Division One athletes generally don't drop wide-open passes. This was a little bit different. You didn't see that look. I mean, things were contested more. There's a philosophy. I think there are, generally speaking, when you're not Alabama or Ohio State or Clemson or Georgia, there's a general philosophy in college football defensively. There's the bend and don't break philosophy, which Stoops bought into. Mm-hmm. You want to keep players in front of you and hope that the offense on the other end is makes mistakes and stalls drives. Or... There's the Brown philosophy and some of the uh, where you blitz a lot more, trying to catch teams off guard, force some turnovers, and then try to get control of the game and momentum that way. Arizona under Stoops tried it with Stoops. It's not that it was necessarily ineffective. It was just, you know, with the talent disparity that sometimes you had, it actually wore defenses down when you're stringing together 12 play drives that go 80 yards. Uh, this this approach is different. There's a lot of feast and famine that I think is going to take place. And Arizona, for its sake, with opportunity, if it wants opportunities to win games this year, it's going to have to force turnovers. Mm-hmm. But to, do, to, to force turnovers, they're going to have to blitz from different areas and catch people off guard. That's a philosophy that's going to be interesting. Are they going to give up 70 and 80-yard plays as a result? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's going to be there. It, 
I think they recognize the long-term investment here. And that investment is we're trying to get recruits into this program who like the idea that we're going to be exciting and take chances. Now, let me ask you this. Do you, and we're up against the clock here, you, yes. you said from the beginning, um, you like, after what we've seen, at betonline.ag, do you like the over of two, uh, two and a half, or do you like the three? Or if, do you for, like the for, for, for folks who may not have been, you know, listened to all the podcasts. And if you did what have you been doing? Right. That, that's an excellent point, by the way. Unless you've um, been at rockauto.com. <laughs> that's, that's also an excellent point. Or you were in Gilding at Bilt Bill Bar at some mm-hmm. point in time. Uh, Mike, uh, the, 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 the bet online.ag line is two and a half games for Arizona to win this year. Mike believes they're going to win three. I said they were going to win two. I would suggest, based on what we saw in the BYU game, that you feel better about Arizona getting above that two and a half line. In fact, when we did our game-by-game breakdown about a week or so ago on how we thought games are going to turn out, you said you thought Arizona would beat San Diego State. I Mm -hmm. said I thought San Diego State would win that game. Based on what I saw on the first weekend, I would change that opinion. Right. I think Arizona at home, San Diego State does, doesn't look that good. Right. I know that coming you're down in. ten nothing in New Mexico State. That's, that's a, never that's good. a problem. Now, if you bet the farm from week one to week two in college athletics, that's a really dumb thing to do. Mm-hmm. But based on that model in front of you and Arizona playing at home, I would feel a lot better about Arizona's chances knocking off San Diego State than I did coming into the BYU game. But are they going to get to, and, and overall, are they going to get to three wins? I would feel pretty good about that. The, the concern, but I actually feel better now about maybe their ability to sneak a couple games away from the Pac-12 North, who looks dreadful mm-hmm. this year. Whereas in the Pac-12 South, again, and I've mentioned this a number of times on the podcast, I think this is as good as the Pac-12 South has ever been, which makes it difficult for Arizona to sneak some Ws against good Pac-12 South competition. But this year, it looks like the Pac-12 North is a problem. For and John, not a good problem. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Let's talk about that in Fan Support Wednesday. What do you think about that, Schuster? I'm in. All right. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. Bruno Luke as well, signing off.